head of Phoenix Labs Fae Farm release, we get the chance to talk to some of the developers on the game. This includes Akshay Balakrishnan, the senior programmer on the game, Dorian Paris, the audio director, Chris Velasco, the composer, and Dan Poole, who serves as the game's senior voice designer. Go ahead and give it a listen and hear all about how cooperative play was at the heart of both the game and the development for Fae Farm. Do note that due to audio problems in the recording, some of the audio has to, had to have been edited with questions re-recorded in order to present context for the full thoughts of the developers. I'm very excited about this. Um, I play games with my husband all the time. We don't really have to play cozy games together because they're developed most of the time. Um, so my question going in and is when it comes to developing a game like Faith Farm, and taking into account the multiplayer component, um, both from a giving about score music and talking with each other with that in the background, how do you set that ambiance for more than one person? And then from a programming perspective, how do you build a game that's taking for multiple players? Man, this is all you guys. That's awesome. <laughs> like an audio director question. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it seems from my point of view, um, the conversations between the score a whole lot, other than it has to sit. I want to make sure that those vocalizations hand it off. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the, the key for developing for multi the way to do it is to think about it from the start. Like, I wasn't on the team, the core team, um, but even they were thinking about how to build port multiple players at once. And that made things just think, figure out problems, too many problems, of like, oh, player A hears this, but player B experiences something else or nothing at all or something. But there's also audio design-wise, there are certain things that we don't mind if there are two players hearing different things at once, and like we accept that and we just let it go. <laughs> like They're not going to hear the same music at the same time. Um, and how does that work? Right? Because, I mean, so if it's two people, they're playing over the internet in their own homes or in their own separate But for the Switch, you can be on the same couch and like having your speakers on at the same time. Yep. Like, yep, there's potential. How far away do I want to hear that person and uh, get the experience Really, because it was built from the beginning as a multiplayer. It wasn't bolt on multiplayer. You know, get to address these things earlier and make sure it's dialed. There's a lot of multiplayer stuff. Yeah, which because we have no info on. As soon as we got access to those like development kits on the switch development kits, I remember you two got in, in a room and we're just playing the game. So yeah. like, yeah, me and Dora became sounds, really good. Right? We have a cool little world we're building together, building yeah. a little farm life. Uh, right. And yeah, <laughs> it's just uh, being able to uh, yeah, yeah. a lot and that experience, like especially just like, what's it like to sit with your friends in a room? Now let's leave, let's go to different parts and check in on, and then now we're over talking over Discord and we're like playing in and checking in on stuff. All of the real life kind of versions of what a player might experience, try to account for it. And you might have your own distinct experience. Together will be great. Um, I got to go hands-on in Dungeon, and I got to, you know, pet some animals, <laughs> which are yes. adorable. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. But building okay. out the sound. How do you balance the coziness of the game and that sound with the what you get in the middle of a dungeon? Active, yes. <laughs> Active pieces of We talk so much about not wanting to have visceral, like, high-definition sound, right? but, like, there's yeah. a scale. Yes. That, that was my notes. Yeah, and that's why it's great to have a, a team to bounce things off to custom. <clears throat> because what might sound appropriate to me in my studio, like we don't really know until it's in the game. 
Um, actually, I don't like getting music feedback necessarily when it's outside the game because it's not representative of anything. But how does it feel in the game? So, you know, if you throw in the combat and I, you know, somebody would tell me like, Chris, it's it's too much. It's not it's not hitting our cozy vibe. Um, but I don't know. From the very first cue, it just you just kind of get the sound, and you're like, "This is, you know, these are my ingredients." Hearing you all talk about the collaborative nature of not just the game, but also the collaborative nature of the studio itself in creating the game, with multiplayer being built from the ground up, I did want to ask, how does a collaborative workflow? impact the ability to make a game that has multiplayer at the center of it? It did. It's a, it's a pretty <laughs> it's a big, big question. Okay, at all. sorry. Yeah. No, it, it's fine. I'm <laughs> curious how to start with this. I mean, like, so Dorian mentioned it earlier, right? And you're thinking about, do we even have combat in the game? Um, that led us to all sorts of exploration. The art panel yeah. yesterday, they talked a little bit about the design. Um, and, like, once that was figured out, then pretty quickly after that was uh, figuring out what the sounds were for that. And like it wasn't just slapped in and then we'll just roll with it. It was slapped in, there was like some feedback, like we asked, we asked the team, like, what does this sound like? like? Does this fit? Is it good? What do you think? You guys were listening to Menacing the Whimsical. That's it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, we mentioned it before as well, the playtesting really helps with that because when we playtest the game, it generates so many notes across all areas. And like the audio team, there's no harsher critics about the audio than the audio team. They're like also. Yeah, that's a great method of getting that. Everyone's allowed to chime in. Best person here. It's kind of like jamming together. Doesn't matter where the feedback comes from, like it's all good. Like anyone could, any somebody in HR could play the game and said, like, I think this. I'm like, great, that's like, it's all valuable feedback. We like really want everybody in the company, like, everybody connected to the way to everyone play if you can and give us feedback. We, we welcome that all. Because we want our player base to be as many of gaming backgrounds, like, especially with this kind of game, where we want like someone that just likes to play. All that feedback. Sometimes, like you said, you work on something for too long and you lose focus. If you're too much of a gamer, you're just like, I'm like, okay, I'm used to maybe some more intense experience, whatever. Like, what's it for someone that doesn't play a lot of games or doesn't like to play a lot of intense games? Like, what are they looking for? And that's really good feedback. So um, I do a thing in my own studio that I just kind of call unfocused attention. And when I finish music, um, even the entire score, I'll just, I'll, you know, throw it into iTunes or something and, um, and just hit. And then I will go about my day and I will play it. I will like blast it out of my studio so I can hear it throughout the house. And I just wash the dishes, I'll, you know, add, I'll be, you know, I'll do, I'll do all kinds of things. Um, that music in the background, knowing that this is kind of how players will experience it. Not Ooh. like listening to the music so close. But it's yeah. just like, oh, it's part of the soundscape. And then when I do that, especially you know, a lot of game music loops, not so much looping music in play time, um, but some some does. But those particularly, like I need to listen to them a lot. And if sometimes it's my very favorite thing, it's a melody or an instrument, 
but if it starts sticking out, like after I've heard it four times and now it's popping out, now it's catching my ear, now I'm starting to get a little bit irritated. Um, like somebody's yeah. going to get irritated by this also, or you know, some kid is going to be playing, their mom's going to be like, turn that damn thing off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm also like hypercritical of, of my own work and I do that before I share it with the team too. So I know like this feels good to me right now. So now, now you tell me. Kind of as a follow up to that, I wanted to ask another question about layering sounds on top of each other, whether it's the environment, the score or dialogue. One of the things that is clear is that a lot of people don't understand the nuances that go into building out just how a world sounds. Um, so if you could talk a little bit about that layering process. Jump in. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not, but yeah, it's, I guess functionally, like we uh, kind of break up the sound experience into its own. Like, and it, like, especially you know, there are like when you're talking about the environment. So the everything that has to do with the environment of the world is considered like a rough discipline or, or layer of, of work that we're doing. Then there's the UI, which is all the buttons and the menus that pop up. That's we break we think of these things as like distinct styles and and they all have their own techniques and their own like whatever. And so it's about um, building all those things so they talk to each other and in tandem, but like usually there's an owner for for a layer or someone will own several of those layers. I guess I'm using layers in the sense of like, <laughs> you know, like a slice of what what the audio experience is. Um, and so um, it all kind of has to happen in tandem, but there are you know, setting up the world like does we're in a big field. Does it sound like wind? There's there. Okay, now it's in a field. Okay, someone's running through it. They do need footsteps. Okay, like you just kind of like know what the experience is, and you hit all the basics down, and then you start to build on that once you have the slices of it. Yeah, it's like a mini discipline. There's 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 sound people, and every sound person kind of has either a thing they love or a thing they specialize in, or yeah. at least something they want to aim their career towards. Usually, mm -hmm. like more craft specialists. Synth work loves making magic spell. Like there's and those people are like you know, it's good to find what your niche is and focus. Like that's why I focus on go and speak. It's a niche that I found within the sound world that I love to do. I love working with actors, whatever. So that's the layer that that I tend to always want to orient my my contributions towards. And then what else? Whatever else I'm doing. <laughs> I've heard of I've heard of those situations where it's like I'm. I'm the footsteps guy. Oh, just the metal footsteps, not the wood. <laughs> like you know, like there, there are the bigger teams get the more specialists, specialty yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah. So I I love though that, that there's a you know that we've got a team where we all get to specialize in our own thing. There's a lot of composers coming up that they get told like you have to be a one-stop shop. You have to do it all. You've got to do composing. You have to do mixing. You have to do sound design. Um, you've got to you know be adept at running VO sessions and. And I just feel like you can never, you know, you, you're like, you get like pretty okay at a lot of different stuff, mm -hmm. but you're never just like, this is what I do and I'm going to be the best. Um, that's, I think that's kind of where it's we balance. It's yeah. a balance. <laughs> My last question for everybody is when I try to ask every developer or creator that I talk to, and that is, when people sit down to play Faith Farm, whether for the first time or when they are completing the story, what do you want them to take away from the game and their time in Azoria? It's on, it's on my brain, I believe. Um, yeah, I guess more, more gameplay related, I think, is the Moorishness of these kinds of games where you're like, oh, I'll do like one more, one more day, 
want to be in this world for like <laughs> a little bit more, but I want to get, get this thing done. Um, I'd like people to like turn it off thinking about what they want to do <laughs> the next time they in a healthy way. Yeah. <laughs> in a healthy way. Yeah, and not in a way like how I played Stardew Valley. Maybe get some like, steps oh, in before yeah. you go back. But, yeah. 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 That. Um, yeah. I mean, I can just kind of fill all of all of that too. But I, um, there's so much. So horrible to, to go online, you know, when you when you've worked so passionately on something, yeah. and then you're like, yes, we can tell everybody what it's all about, and then you know you hardly get any like good feedback online because yeah. if people like something, they just don't generally talk about it. Yeah. But then you get all the haters out there, and there's you know, oh, it's just a cash grab, and you're like, what do you even mean by that? Yeah. So I just kind of hope that people play it and, and can recognize like the love and the passion that went into it, and really mm -hmm. feel it and feel like like thanks you like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want there to be content. Yeah. <laughs> the game is charming, like it, like fan art and stuff. I because a lot of a lot of stuff I've worked on has been more um like fist roller or whatever some great franchise, but like working on the voices and the characters and the narrative, it's really funny and charming and weird, and <laughs> it's gonna be like and you can date people and you can like you know like so I think that um it'd be great if people um fell in love with not only the game but um, and then got to want to, you know, celebrate it, whatever. It'd be, it, I'd be just. Tickled.